when the Supreme Court makes a ruling, then that's the law of the land. And you know the thought just occurred to me? Jesus loves me, you know why? You talk about a supreme authority because the Bible says so. I mean, that's higher than the Supreme Court. Amen? Amen. When I got to the building, I found that the hurricane had knocked off some bricks around the top. So I rigged up a beam with a pulley at the top of the building and hoisted a couple of barrels of bricks. When I had fixed the damaged area, there were a lot of bricks left over. So I went to the bottom and began releasing the line to lower the remaining bricks. Unfortunately, the barrel of bricks was much heavier than I was and before I knew it, what was happening, the barrel started coming down, jerking me up. I decided to hang on since I was too far up off the ground by then to jump. Halfway up, I met the barrel of bricks coming down and I received a hard blow on my shoulder. I then continued to the top, banging my head against the beam and getting my fingers pinched and jammed in the pulley. When the barrel hit the ground, it burst its bottom, allowing the bricks to spill out. So now I was heavier than the barrel and I started down fast. Halfway down, I met the barrel coming up and I received severe injuries to my shins. When I hit the ground, I landed on the pile of spilled bricks, getting several painful cuts and deep bruises. At this point, I must have lost my presence of mind because I let go of my grip on the line and the barrel came down, giving me another blow on my head and putting me in the hospital. I sincerely request sick leave. <laughs> Sounds like that gentleman's having a bad day. You know what though? Regrettably bad days come to everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, your station in life, or, or how much you have, or how much you don't have. Bad days come to everybody. As a matter of fact, some of you may be going through one or going through several right now. So how do we survive bad days? How do we manage to get through them? How do we deal with a bad day so it doesn't destroy us and those around us and instead we let God take that bad day into turn it into a victorious event. Now in three weeks we're coming up on Easter. Uh, next week, the 3rd of April, the Gideons will be here and then I've been invited back on the 10th. And so I won't finish it today. And so I'll finish this up on the 10th. But for the next couple of weeks, I'm going to share with you some examples of from Jesus's time on the cross that I believe will help you if you're going through a bad day or when you go through a bad day. I mean, let's be truthful. In less than a week, Jesus was betrayed by one of his disciples and he had one deny him three times. He was tried, falsely accused, found guilty and sentenced to death. 
He was mocked, spit upon, had a crown of thorns put on his head, and then had that crown of thorns beaten with rods so it went into his skull. And then after he was beaten, he was forced to carry the implement of his death, the cross, up to the place of his execution. And then he was nailed to the cross and he hung there until he died. Now I think that would qualify, I think these events would qualify as having bad days or many bad days. And yet, while Jesus was on the cross, he reacted to his situation in such a way as to provide us with a good example, a roadmap, as if you were, on, on how to deal with bad days. See, what distinguishes a Christian from a non-Christian is, is more than just being born again. It's more than that. It's more than not drinking or not smoking or, or not cursing. I mean, there are non-Christians that don't do that. It's more than having fidelity in marriage. There are non-Christians that have fidelity in marriage. And they've been married many years. It's more than giving money to charity or being involved in a charitable organization from time to time. Because there are many non-Christians who do those things. One of the things that distinguishes, and I want you to notice one of the things that distinguishes a Christian from a non-Christian is how a Christian responds to situations both good and bad. And it's not only how they respond to the situation, but how do they relate to others while they're going through that situation? How do they relate to others? And so we're going to look at Jesus' time on the cross and we're going to learn some things about how to deal with bad days or deal with bad days so we can come out of it glorifying God, being the victor instead of the victim and being a witness for the Lord. Turn with me to Luke chapter 23, would you please? Luke chapter 23. Luke, of course, uh, was written by probably the only non-Jew that God was was a writer in the New Testament of a non-Jew. He was a physician. Luke was probably a Gentile. Luke chapter 23. I'm going to read one verse. We're going to start with one verse here. Verse 34. Verse 33 says, And when they came to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Verse 34. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Step one in dealing with a bad day, surviving a bad day, is to forgive everyone who has injured you or is trying to ruin or injure your life. See, Jesus, through the spirit of forgiveness, re actually retained control of the situation when it looked like he lost it. Jesus mastered the moment of hanging there on the cross rather than letting it control him. Forgiveness is so, so important. When Jesus was asked by the disciples and the people around him, Father, teach us how to pray in the Lord's Prayer. It says, forgive us our trespasses no matter how we forgive others, right? Boy, you're quiet. I'm sorry, did I get the wrong church here? 
as we forgive others. And as a matter of fact, 1 Corinthians 13 tells us that one of the attributes of love is that love keeps no account of evil done to us. Now, put that in context with Galatians chapter 5 that tells us our faith operates by love. Maybe if you're having trouble believing God for something and you haven't forgiven someone, Maybe the problem is that forgiveness has stifled your love because it's faith that operates by love. Jesus in Matthew chapter 5 says this in the Sermon on the Mount. But I say to you, love your enemies. Well, you're not going to love some. If you don't love someone, you're not going to forgive them. Bless those who curse you. What was it one time? A man and a woman. They were going through a tough time. They were married. And the woman finally had it, and she said, I know, I know when we said our vows, we said, for better, for worse, till death do us part, and this is the worst I've ever been through, and I just wish you'd die. <laughs> That's not forgiveness. Do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you or persecute you. Not forgiving someone who has injured us. Okay. When we forgive them, holds us captive to that individual, to that situation. When we forgive, it frees us from that act and it allows us to be unfeathered by anger or retaliation that would seek to attach itself to us. Let me give you an example. And let me tell you this first. You can always tell whether or not you've forgiven someone by the emotion with which you remember the situation. Let me say that again. You can always tell whether you've forgiven someone or not by the emotion with which you remember the situation. But let me tell you how unforgiveness holds you captive. Sister so-and-so maybe has said something about you that wasn't true. Maybe it was true and you just didn't like her telling other, other people. And so you harbor that unforgiveness and you're in a store and you happen to see her. And you've got to find another aisle. You've got to figure out a way not to let her see you. And you've got, you're just held captive by that. And when she comes up to you and she's all nice and says, Hi, how are you today? You're held captive by the fact that you've got to put on a sponsor. I'm just fine, thank you. How are you? <laughs> You're held captive by that. When we forgive, we walk as free individuals. My wife and I, many, many years ago, we, shortly after we came to the Lord, and we read the scripture that where there's strife, there's envy, confusion, and every evil work. Every evil work. And boy, when, when right away when we'd have an argument, you know what we'd do? We'd grab hands. And we'd kneel down and pray. And it wasn't God show her she's wrong and that I'm right and that I forgive her. And it wasn't, she didn't pray, God show him I'm right and he's, no. 
We knew that if we allowed strife and unforgiveness in our life, that would help hold us captive. And so the first step when you're having a bad day is forgive others who are trying to ruin your life. Now the second strife, the second point in handling a bad day is help others who are experiencing the same struggle. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he hung between two thieves. One of them mocked him, but the other said, Lord, remember me this day when you come into your kingdom. Luke 22, you're in Luke right now anyway, kind of stay there. Look at verse 22. Verse 43. What did Jesus say to that thief on the cross? He said, today you will be with me in paradise. The criminals on either side of Jesus were experiencing the same agony and suffering as Jesus was. He was. And rather than focusing on his own pain, Jesus extended his concern to those who were struggling as he was. You know why? Because he knew that they had infinitely less resources to deal with the situation than he did. What do you mean by that? They were guilty. Jesus, they had the weight of their guilt to contend with. And Jesus was innocent. They didn't have, they had no faith in God. Well, Jesus, who because of his faith in God, the Father God, had the Holy Spirit indwelling. And he could draw strength from the Holy Spirit. Did you know, do you realize that you, that same Spirit that gave Jesus strength, did you know the same Spirit that moved upon the face of the deep and created this earth, did you know that it dwells in you? Amen. Galatians tells us that. As a matter of fact, the Apostle Paul said, I pray that you would be strengthened with might by His Spirit in your inner man. And if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, it'll quicken, bring the life to your mortal body. Man, I want you to know, hey, when my body begins to, or I begin to feel tired, you know what? Hey, wait a minute, body. I want to remind you, you got the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwelling in you. See? Jesus knew he had, they had the weight of his guilt. He was innocent. They had no faith in God. And you know the third thing was this. Their only mission in life was selfish furtherance of their own desires. Well, Jesus' mission in life was to save a dying world. Remember when he, he went to Nazareth and he went into the temple and they gave him the book? And he opened it up to Isaiah and he read the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to preach deliverance uh, to the captives and recover of sight to the blind. See, the thieves were only interested in their own desires. Jesus, he turned it outward. And when you're going through a bad day, it's important to recognize that we aren't alone in our struggles. Others are going through tough times as well. And often without the personal relationship that we might have with Christ to help them face that situation. And if they don't have Christ, 
then they don't have the indwelling Holy Spirit. And maybe they don't have the fullness or the baptism of the Holy Spirit that we have. Maybe they don't have the resource of a family of God to encourage them and to lift them up. Maybe if they're not a child of God or even if they are, maybe they don't have the wisdom of the Word of God to help them. Let me tell you something about this book. When I came to know the Lord, my wife and I, we, our marriage was fine and, and all of that. But I would wake up early in the morning and I would go out and sit in our vehicle. This was 48 years ago, I guess it was. And I would pray till it got light and I'd put a Bible on, on the steering wheel and I would read. Let me tell you something. 48 years later, I'm not even ankle deep in this. There's so much in here. So much in here. And if you're struggling, maybe that individual who's struggling around you, they don't have the wisdom of God to help them, to lead them. Be sure in your bad days, be sure when you're going through a bad day that you help others who are struggling with the same problems that you are. And so you want to forgive. When you're going through a bad day, forgive those who are trying to injure you. And then you want to, you want to help others who are experiencing the same struggle. And then the last one, be sure that you've taken care of those who are near you. Turn with me to John chapter 19, the Gospel of John chapter 19. Could you turn down uh, the um, monitors, please? I don't need to hear me. <laughs> John chapter 19. John chapter 19. Remember, Jesus is on the cross. Thank you so much. Jesus is on the cross here in John 19, and we're gonna to go to verse 26. So remember, if you're having a bad day, make sure you've forgiven everybody that's tried to injure you. Make sure that, that you help others who are around you who might be experiencing the same struggles you are. And then look at John chapter 19, verse 26. Start in verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, his mother's sister Mary, the life of Clophas, and Mary Magdalene. And when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. And then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. Boy, that's unusual. Although Jesus was surrounded by turmoil, Jesus demonstrated the priority he placed upon relationships, upon how much he loved people, in that he's concerned about his mother's personal plight, and he takes the domestic responsibility that the disciple John willingly accepts. 
So many times when we're going through a bad day, we have a tendency to, to presume that those who are closest to us will, will understand the dilemma, our dilemma and absorb the, the stress along with it. Let me tell you something, it's not fair in, in reality to, 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 to think that. They may not even be aware that you're struggling and going through a tough time or a bad day. And as a child of God, it's not, it's not walking in God's love to say, it's a bad day for me and so it's going to be a bad day for everybody else around me. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter, is, is a good reference point in learning how to act during our bad days. I love the way um, the message Bible, Eugene Peterson, puts it. He said, love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Doesn't want love, doesn't want to have what it doesn't have, it doesn't strut doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. He goes on and on. Love trusts God always. You know, in Luke chapter 6, there's a familiar verse of Scripture, Luke 6, 38, where Jesus said... Um, Given it shall be given unto you, good measure pressed down, shaking together and running over, will men give unto your bosom. Now we've already taken the offering, so I'm not, don't worry about that. But you know, we always equate that with money. But let me read the prior couple of verses for you. Now remember, well, let me just read them. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. I don't mention money. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. I don't mention money. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Oops. Doesn't mention money. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be put in your bosom, for with the same measure you give, it will be given to you. Notice that. Give, and it shall be given to you. Jesus' whole life was about giving. His whole life was about giving. Giving to others, giving to the sick. And, and when he, he even went so far as to give his life. Let's see if God's telling the truth when he says, Given it shall be given unto you. Guess what? After Jesus died, God gave him a name that was higher than any other name. Wow. And not only that, but you know what? Given it shall be given to you. God gave him, Jesus, a seat right next to him at his right hand. You can't get any higher than that. Amen. You can't get any higher than that. Give and it shall be given to you. And when you're having a bad day, instead of focusing on what you're going through, if you will begin to look outward, look for ways that you can help others that are struggling like you are. If you'll forgive those who have injured you 
are trying to injure you, if you will help others who are experiencing the same struggles you are, if, if you will make sure that you're taking care of those who are closest to you. Just as you've taken the time to give, I can speak prophetically that the Holy Spirit will come on the scene and give you what you need to have to break that bad day in your life. To break that bad day in your life. So if you're going through a bad day or the next time you are, forgive those that are trying to injure you. And be cognizant, minister, help those who are experiencing the, the same struggles you are. Be sure to make sure that you take care of those around you. You know, I remember one day, I remember one day, for whatever reason, I don't even remember, I said something a little sharp to my wife, and I walked off. And I got in the other room and the Holy Spirit said to me, how dare you talk to my daughter that way? You know, that cured me. And I walked back in and I said, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's pray. Lord, I know in the sound of my voice, there's probably people who are going through bad days or a bad day. But you know what? In your word, you've laid out the plan. Jesus is our example. And he forgave those that were trying to injure him. And when he did, it just freed him up for the Spirit of the Lord to come on down. And that Lord, he helped those. He turned his, he turned his eyes outward and he helped those that were struggling. And he took care of those around us, around him. Lord, help us. Help us as we're struggling through a bad day, whether it be for us individually or for our family. If it's for our family or for our church, let us, let us set the example. Let us lead the way just in how we respond to you. Lord, I'd ask right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, there's a couple more that, that I... Um